0: Welcome to one more edition of Politics I'm Berto Berto Willis, your host, thank you so kindly for being a part of the show, we're going to have a great show for you today, it's your show, but of course you know we still have a few videos that we want, actually they're recap videos that I want to put into context, and I'm glad that uh, some of the stuff that you said you want to talk about, because it fits Perfecto Mundo into it, my friends, anyhow, welcome aboard, Eric Hayes, welcome aboard, Bridge MCP, welcome aboard, Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard. Of course, also AVQ, also, I should say, aka AVQ. Anyhow, let's get started with Michael Rudnin's list. Global warming below 1.7 centigrade is not plausible, reveals our study of the social drivers of decarbonization. How bad are we screwed? Our civilization effectively twiddled our collective thumbs for decades. Now, the prospect of global warming acceleration is... Staring us in the face We can no longer avoid some of the outcomes You know, I remember during the Carter administration They started this stuff on sin fuels They threw solar panels on the White House All these things were Democratic organiz- uh, administrations were saying We are going to start tackling this This was back in 1979, 1980, 81 Actually 81 uh, when When Carter had the the panels on his roof, and he, we, we started talking about sin fuels, which means even though you're burning stuff, you're making fuels from carbonized stuff that have grown, etc., etc., etc. So in effect, it was a circular carbon loop, which means you weren't increasing pollution. Great stuff. Reagan came. He took out the solar panels. He got rid of anything that had to do with climate change. Elections matter. There's a party... That it, that's instituting policies that will ultimately get you killed. And there's a party that is instituting policies that actually cares about you. And then there is a part of both parties that just gives a damn about the mighty dollar. Don't be fooled. we won't talk about that because Tom Hartman wrote a great piece today that I want to go over after I tackle some of what you guys are, want me to discuss Biden endorses Senate's bipartisan infrastructure agreement, but the thumbs up won't ensure the potential agreement details of which remain unreleased can get through Congress establishment. Democrats offer a compromise package, then compromise on the compromise. Republicans, you know what? I'm going to hold back on that, Michael, because we're going to talk about that when we talk about the uh, the Tom Hartman paper. Michael Rodney, New Jersey, Valley, Victorian cut off during a graduation speech on mental health. LVQ. That story pissed me off. Grown adults going in front of a student at the best time in their lives. He's given a speech. He's talking about issues that affect teenagers, LGBTQ issues, mental health issues, things that seem to be affecting our youth because of what we adults have done to our youth and the pressure that our economic system has been causal in creating. And we got a damn teacher, a principal, telling this guy, crumple up his speech and say, stick to the program. Stick to what we discussed. This is my graduation, not yours. I tell you, I am all for independent, for students. Do I mean, it's their thing, man. It's their thing. Oh, that one kind of hit me hard. Centennial Institute, Western Conservative Summit 2021, nonpartisan issue voting poll results. Number one issue, immigration, border security, 82.43%. That is stupid. Election integrity, 79. Another stupid thing. Uh, Religious freedom, wow. Federal budget, 74.32. When they busted the budget, right? Gun rights, 73.70. That is the problem of when you have bad people, or rather, when you have bad leaders indoctrinated dear folks. This is what Republicans claim they care about. Keeping down people But Conservatives have a real problem with racism and xenophobia. Stealing elections through voter suppression. Voter fraud is a myth. Voter IDs are a racist policy. Using religion as a weapon against those of their faiths. Targeting refugees, minorities, and the poor. Jesus would be so proud. Preventing necessary social welfare and infrastructure spending. You must have put some of this stuff in here, Michael. They didn't give a damn about Trump blowing up the debt. No, they didn't. And screaming Yeehaw as they shoot guns in the air as if they're so scared of their neighbors that they have to be armed to the teeth. That look, I'm gonna play what I said about Chris Matthews earlier because it fits into that. Why do I constantly say let's let's have a little bit more compassion for those folks that think that way? Why? They're just scared. Okay, Bridge wants me to talk about the following. CRT, uh, critical race theory and why they are so afraid. Why isn't FB stopping the lies? What is happening with the 1916 project? Can D-Satan really question teachers' beliefs, freedom of speech, in education? Why? When you got a long list here, my friend. But you know what? It's your show, baby. The longtime civil rights activist was arrested outside the U.S. Capitol. Reverend Jesse Jackson arrested... Uh, doing nonviolent. I think he was actually arrested with Barber, right? Barber, I think, got arrested again. J- uh, Jackson 79 with, yeah, Reverend William Barber. And about 20. You know, Barber is only 59, I believe. Other activists are among those arrested for destructing, obstructing during a poor people's campaign demonstration. Okay. Uh, let me go down and we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, but you got me. Uh, Michael Rodden and Jeff Lipman, there are three kinds of people who are opposed to the teaching of critical race theory. Racists who don't want to see an end inter- to institutional racism, imbeciles who are easily manipulated by racists, and oligarchs who want the people to fight amongst themselves. Ah, you've been listening, brother. You've been listening. Either that or we are good people come to the same conclusions. And Blade MCP, the longtime civil rights leader, activist, was arrested outside the US Capitol. Jesse Jack, yes, they were. Eric Hayes says, I maybe discuss. The Harris photo ops in Texas, and not going to the southernmost part of Texas. Okay, uh, er- Eric Hayes. Conservatives have been talking about VP Harris going to the southern border, and now that she has there, she hasn't gone south enough. <laughs> Eric, she will never satisfy. No, she won't. And I tell you what, be- Eric, we are going to we are going to change Eric's mind eventually to think rationally, uh, Eric, Eric doesn't see it he thinks many times that those of us progressives on this board are looking through one set of lens what eric doesn't understand is the difference between progressives and uh conservatives and what makes progressives so different from conservatives is we're all over the place because we don't just fall in line we argue we fight things out we try to find truth and if we find something that we believe that wasn't originally truth, we do that. All right, I'll, I'll do that, Breach. Uh, I'll do that during my next uh, interlude, the, the next tape that I play. I'll check it. Uh, let's see what else is there. Replying. So, But Eric, I want Eric to stick around because it'll rub off. It'll rub off. Faces and keyword Deborah. Bridge MCP. Eric Hayes. Replying to John. Shouldn't be... Uh, let's see what else we have here. Michael Rudden and Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police convicted of murder and, uh, broke his silence and offer condolences. I heard that. I actually watched it. I, I, I want to go into something real quick. Oh, man. You guys just loaded me up, guys. But I love you. I love you. Let's see. Hey, all. Julie Van, ha- van Ostel, welcome aboard. Sorry I'm late. I'm watching Chauvin's sentence. Or Georgia Fort was one of the only two journalists allowed in the courtroom... Michael Rudnan, great. Okay, let's see what else we got. Peggy Lopez, hello all. There's listening, cooking breakfast. You're cooking breakfast this time? Come on, man. It's 1 o'clock in, in California or 4 o'clock in, in, in New York. You're like me. You love breakfast any a time. yes, everything after TG was my commentary. Good commentary anyway. Reverend Barber, Courtney. Welcome, Courtney. Uh, let's see what else is here. Oh, my God. Eric Hunter, seriously? Have a beer, bro. Let's see. All right, here's the deal, folks. I'm going to start this way. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about Derek Chauvin case. Welcome aboard, Lawrence Sims. Wonder where were those same critics that took VP Pence over a year to go to Donald? Exactly. All right, here's the deal. I was listening to the, the case, and the, the, the people were very human in telling what they felt about the loss of George Floyd. Chauvin's mother then went up, and look, it's her son. She should be asking for mercy for her son, and that is understandable. I feel for his mother. But when she goes out there and says, my son is great, my son is innocent, we are not going likely, when he comes out of jail, we are not going to be here, meaning they'll be dead, or that we are going to miss him, we want to be able to hug him. It drove me crazy. And the reason it drove me crazy is that where is that concern for Chauvin's kid, for Chauvin himself? I mean, not Chauvin's kid, for Floyd's kid, George Floyd's kids. And to go out there and after you have your son murdering a human being in public... For you to come out and say, oh, my son is innocent, so you shouldn't be convicting him or throwing him in jail. Your son is not innocent. We didn't need a jury to see that he killed a person, that he murdered a person. We didn't need a jury to say that. We saw it in real time. His conviction was just a formality. Apparently, Chauvin got sentenced to 22.5 years. Too little. 22.5 years he got sentenced you know i think he deserved life in prison actually i think he deserved it for those who would ever believe in a death sentence that is one who deserved it i don't believe in a death sentence in as much as we saw him kill another human being on on the sh- you know it, it, it just hurts it just hurts okay let's talk a little bit about critical race theory i want to premise this however by The General. And, oh, the phone's open. Let me go ahead and take that phone call. Uh, All right, uh, let's see. Phone call 828. Can you hear me?
1: I can. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you. Fine. Talk to me. Who who do I have the honor of speaking to?
1: This is Hope in North Carolina. Who's it? This is Hope.
0: Hey, Hope, let me turn this thing up. I can't hear you. How are you doing, Hope? I haven't heard from you in a long time, my beautiful friend.
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. You know, the pandemic is subsiding a little bit, so I'm kind of, my, all my recreational time is sort of going out the window here, but I'm so happy to catch you on a Friday. Um, I have two questions, basically, um, and you probably have some excellent content coming or some content that I've. Missed, but I'm very, very interested in this new lawsuit um, from coming out of the DOJ on Georgia. Have you talked on that at all? I
0: haven't spoken it today, but I was happy to look for the longest time. Hope we were thinking that the the DOJ was asleep. They they got two great uh, they got two great women in the DOJ that know about civil rights, that know about employment, they know about everything, and we just couldn't understand. How all of this was going through the states, and the DOJ seemed silent. It seemed like what right. they were were doing their homework. So, right, you know, so definitely. Um, so what's happening right now? I um, is... Go ahead.
1: I, well, I mean, I think that obviously you have such a brilliant legal mind, um, in Merrick Garland. I um, don't want to see the country get to the point where we're doing national elections and I don't really think that that's what this case is about. I hope it's not what this case is about. I think this case is about, yeah, I think it's about a big hand slap on Georgia and, um, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, for, you know, some segments of, um, the population of our country, um, not everyone is living the swank life on, um, you know, on Park Avenue like the Donald was. And, (laughs) you know, I mean, people get into problems with establishing IDs and driver's licenses. It doesn't mean that they haven't always lived in the country and have the right to vote, you know, and don't have the right to vote. It's ridiculous. So I was so happy to see that occur. I just don't want it to get to a point where we are so... So evil and and care so little about neighbors that we can't manage this element of states' rights and in that, I mean, I really to me that's what this is really boiled down to. Um, But I don't want to. I, I I'll take your opinions on this off the air so that I don't. Tie well, no, up before your you go, because don't don't day. don't
0: go yet because what I like what mm-hmm. I what I like to hear hope is that I like to put everything. Into the appropriate context, um, I under I look. I be, we are a federal we we're a federalist country, okay. And there are things that are in fact relegated to the state, and I think they they're justifiably so. I think local, the more local things can be, the better. I agree with that. Um, now, I don't think the attempt is being made to face our um, to federalize our election. In I, I promise you, I don't think in any regards, the attempt is being made to uh, make things federal or, or to federalize uh, the election at all. Uh, what they're mm-hmm. trying to do is put what they call minimum, minimum requirements. In other words... We have to decide as a country whether voting is really, uh, you know, uh, whether voting is a civil right or voting is a right proper. And what they are saying is uh, what what Garland is doing. Because if you notice what, the right is running away with it already. We're trying to take away people's uh, people's states' rights. That's not it at all. It is saying that we're not going to allow the states to take people's inalienable rights away because they have the power to do so otherwise.
1: Well, I, I understand that. And it, to me, you know, this is kind of a different subject, but it's all related. It, it reminds me of, uh, you know, people who were running around after George Floyd was murdered and all the monument protests started and everybody you know, who claimed that people who protest against monuments aren't patriots. I mean, for God's sakes, the Confederates were not patriots. I mean, they were trying to bring the federal government down. And with all the, the ridiculous misappropriation in the classroom of lies about history and what happened in this country— and the degree to which so many people can't manage weapons and firearms, you know, it's all this big charade and it just gets my goat, which is, I guess why you're one of my favorite journalists. But anyway, I hope that you have a great weekend. And um,
0: likewise, my friend, and thank you so kindly for calling in. Uh, You know, we love to hear from you all the time. Okay, my friend.
1: Thanks tons.
0: All right. You take care now. Anyway, folks, Critical race theory. I want you guys to listen to a general, somebody who has served our country. And then, uh, from from then, I, I want to say a little bit more about it because what is so uh, difficult to comprehend, right, is how people don't see it. Check this out.
2: Um, first of all, on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um... But I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. uh, And it is important that we train and we understand. uh, And I want to understand white rage and I'm white and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines and guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders now and in the future do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, anti-bellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look it, I do want to know. And I respect your service and you and I are both Green Berets, but I want to know. And it matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military.
0: And I thank you for the opportunity to make a comment on that.
1: Thank you, General.
0: Um, now, let me, t- let, me t- let me tell you folks, that is intelligence. And why I say it's intelligence is, intelligence isn't, an inte- as an intelligent person, that's a progressive, that's somebody who understands. It doesn't mean that you know everything. His curiosity, his curiosity, he said, I am a white man. I want to understand white rage. I want to learn. And here's what he wants to understand. He's lived it. He's learning that there are many things that he was insulated from, and now that he knows it, he wants even more, he craves even more knowledge. He wants to understand people's perspective. He is running a force. He is running a military comprised of all Americans. Americans from natives who had to live through broken promises, the Trail of Tears, and there were several Trail of Tears, not just one that you learned, the taking of their property, the maiming and killing of their people, and now serving under them, hearing that Christopher Columbus discovered America, and all these things they have to learn. And now, when we talk about critical critical race theory that tries to enlighten this general who wants to be enlightened about, this is not how you learn things. All over these years, you have been learning all these things that Didn't give the correct light to everything else. Didn't give the correct light to what others have gone through under the dominion of your forefathers. This is not trying to make you feel bad. You didn't do a damn thing. You have benefited from it, but you didn't do anything. And we're not trying to blame you. We're saying if all of us is in understanding, we can all have a better country. And it does work. Those of us progressives who learn together? We love that learning. We we learn to appreciate everyone. We learn it. We learn that we are all really oh, damn it, we are the same. But the the, the fear. Uh, well, before we go there, I want I want to play something that I played before, two pieces, and and I see your your uh, Rudden. I'm going to put your stuff up. I just want to get done with these two things so that I can devote most of my time. To whatever else is on the screen. I want you to see this. Because I want to play Chris Matthews that I did before. And then I want to play uh, um, uh, uh, Matthew Dowd. I'm going to have Matthew Dowd on next week. But check this out. Are you a Trump sympathizer? sympathizer? Are you a sympathizer sympathizer of of many Republican Republican politicians? politicians? Do you have relatives who are sympathizers of the current crop of Republican politicians? Well, I have a message for you. No, I don't have a message for you. Somebody that you would likely listen to more so than I, because at once he was of that ilk, Matthew Dowd, political strategist, and the founder of a new organization that's trying to really firm up folks listen to what he has to say then we'll take it on the other side i think fundamentally what this is about fundamentally what this is about is the president and
2: the republican leaders have no respect for their own voters think about this they are willing to say oh those are just rubes over there we can tell them anything and they're going to believe it they have no respect for their voters It's, it's a used car salesman with a dancing bear and somebody in a clown outfit and selling selling people cars that are going to break down and need break jobs and could be dangerous to people, the fundamental thing here is, and I say this to Republicans out there who support Republicans today and people that support Donald Trump, they are willing to lie and drum up these things because they don't think you matter. That's fundamentally what it is. They don't think you matter,
0: and they're going to treat you like that. That's the problem. Now, listen to what they've done to you. They've given you all kinds of conspiracy theories. And you know what? Most of you, deep in your hearts, know it's not true. They've given you reasons why an insurrection supposedly didn't really occur. Most of you, deep in your mind, know the truth. They've lied to you about, oh, our economic system works for you. And I'm not talking about working for us progressives. But they've told you that somehow life is going to be better for you if you vote for them. You know it's not true. You know it's not true. But you have allowed them. You have allowed them to reach that part of your brain that is so easily convincible that uh somehow. there is a. Dif- they first convince you to differentiate yourself from those others, and that somehow being hurting yourself is worth it. Just not to give those others the ability, the equality that's required of us all. But you know what? You know who gets hurt? Not the Republicans you're voting for. Not the the others others that you think you're hurting. hurting. The ones who get hurt the most most is you. you. You're the ones who are going through a wormhole wormhole that will ultimately, ultimately ultimately be be your demise. demise. And you know what? what? Many of us us do care. care. I do care. care. That's why... We do what we do. Being a progressive means the support of all those who really want to move forward, who really want progress. Okay, I gotta play Chris Matthews, but I must uh, address Brother Daniel Ledo first. Okay, Daniel Ledo, you're simply wrong. You're saying that if the general, I'm not saying the general doesn't have to, can't read what he wants to read, but he can't force his officers to read other things. Yes, he can. He's called the general, and they follow what he wants them to do. They signed up for that. But secondly, in America, we went to elementary school, middle school, and high school. We had a curriculum that was designed by people who wanted to put a particular view on us. Supposedly, the truth. When we learn history in high school, etc., supposedly, it is supposed to be the truth. That's what we wanted to teach, and of course, we wanted to teach civics, how our system really worked. When I went to college here in the United States of America, the University of Texas, I was forced to take six hours of Texas uh, history and six hours of American history why it was a requirement we had to take those subjects that that uh, general also as a cr- creating the curriculum for his officers has the right to say because we are you are going to be officer of all of these these people coming into the service from all over America. We want you to understand. We want you to learn. We want you to be cognizant of all these things. Education is always a sum positive. It is on education. It is the fact that what what the right is doing to to their few is uh, is saddening. Because it is making a, and I don't use these words many often, but it is making their followers stupid. And I am not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm just saying it's making them so unaware of reality. It's making them so unaware of their own history. You know, I've been following, there's this new program on TV called, not new program, it's been on for a while, Aerial Views. It's on, on, on one of the science channels. And we go through; they, they're going through every state, how every state got formed. And if you listen to the, the if you listen to the, the person who's narrating the show, and this used to be Indian, this used to be Native land, and they made a promise to give the natives the Black Hills, and after, uh, and they gave the, the Black Hills became the reservation, and they signed the treaty. And after the treaty, they they went ahead, they found gold in the Black Hills, and they then they kicked the natives out and took the Black Hills, and. Uh, in Nebraska, they took all the land from the natives that were good lands and they gave it away for free to the settlers and You go on on and on, and all of these stories that they 're telling are matter of fact. They started to talk about the South and the south were uh, the, the slaves at one point in the South were the majority and they were doing and, and they were just matter of fact stating these things about. Slaves state in these things about the natives State in these things about the Chinese Who built the Trans-Pacific Railroad And all these things they're saying Right? They even came and say And the difficult jobs to build to, to tunnel through the Rockies Was done by the Chinese They gave them that job Because their mortality rate was very high Because it was a dangerous job So the Chinese did that And I am, you know At one time, I'm listening to this And I'm like, wait a minute Do you understand what you are saying So matter-of-factly Matter of fact, you are saying there is supremacy. You're not saying it that way, but you're saying it, it was like nothing to say we kicked the, the natives off the lands that we wanted and we gave them the bad lands. We enslaved these folks to do all the work and nah, so what if if, if, if there are no, no no reparations. We even, it is, it is mind-boggling. And that is the reason why you have to learn these things. Because if you continue to just disregard all the pain that other people have gone through, and then you go across. Why can't you make it? Why is it that we have to go and go into the ghettos of Houston, New York, and otherwise and see people living like that? Well, go into the ghettos of Appalachia and see that the people that were given the same bad conditions that you gave the folk in the ghetto, etc., etc. Oh, it's socioeconomic after all. So, I mean, it behooves me. And, the, and, and, and I want to slap the Democrats a lot of times because instead of leaning into these issues, instead of leaning in and saying, please, go and, go into Appalachia and say, hey, the reason we're really teaching folks the real American history is because the real American history affects us all. And guess what, people in Appalachia? You are the, re, the refuse, the refuse of the parts of real America that nobody wants. We have to teach these things. We have to. Anyway, let me play Chris Matthews, and then I'm, I promise you I'm coming to all those messages that you have there. Chris Matthews says something important, and, 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 and then, then we go from there. It's an unfortunate, unfortunate truth from Chris Matthews. Check it out. But yet I think
3: there are a lot of people in this country, white people, I'll be blunt about it, who would rather have this country ruled by whites than ruled democratically. I mean, if they really asked them after sodium pentothal or truth serum or just put them under oath and say, would you rather have a country run where whites when all the elections or most of them? Or would you like to have a truly democratic country where people, regardless of their ethnic background, would be allowed to vote? And I'm afraid of the answer because I see what happened in Pennsylvania, which, you know, of the assembly up there, the top political Republicans openly saying that they changed the law up there in terms of a voter ID to make sure Republicans won elections. They just openly admitted it. This is Frank Rizzo stuff. This goes back to where you run on tribal lines. You run for the white vote. You gave up the black vote. And you hoped you could win. And unfortunately, that kind of politics, tribal politics, is still very much in evidence among these efforts by state legislatures to, uh, to basically overrule democracy.
0: Overrule democracy. But you know what? All you good people right here, we are the change. A lot of people not only get scared, they also get mad at those people that are, that are trying to overrule democracy. If you just... Look at problems at the surface. You don't really understand what's going on. I do not hate those people that are trying to kill our democracy, our brothers and sisters, or friends, etc. Don't hate them. They are ill. They are sick. Buying the Kool-Aid is how we say it, but what happens is they are wired in such a manner that they are scared and it was easy to hit that nerve that puts them in a panic. You heard my, my previous guest, Neil Aquino, Talk about bigoted people, etc. You can only be bigoted if the, if the thing you're bigoted about is real. And you guys know that I talk a whole lot about racism when the issue is prison. And race is a stupid thing. It really doesn't exist. But we have been taught to believe that it does. And then after we've taught to believe that it does, we create a narrative above it. So the Republican narrative, all those who believe in using tribal politics... They are built on sand. And you don't try to knock away the people on the top. When I say the top, I mean your friends that sit in on that false sand. False sand being the racism thing or the other-ism. You go at the core. And the core of the lie is the top of the plutocracy, creating the lie into otherwise good people. You have to believe that it's hard. When you have people that you know, people that you love, saying stupid things, face what they've learned from those who promote that you can't hate them because that is the intent that is the intent that is what they need that is what they need they need you to hate each other now they are going to hate you all these folks out there i know they're going to hate me if i return the favor i'm not talking about turning the other cheek that's what i'm talking about somebody hit me i'm gonna slap them back but i'm talking about our our totality if We return the favor. They win. I want you to remember they win because that's what they need you to do to continue this system that is oppressive. And by the way, the system is not just oppressive on people of color. People are also oppressive on those who think they are privileged. But their level of privilege gives them that false sense. Keep sharing, folks. Keep sharing our stuff. Keep coming to our stuff. Keep supporting our stuff. Because the paradigm shift that we need is not that paradigm shift that you're going to see on mainstream media. Oh, they hate you, you hate them. They hate you, you hate them. And you got a war between them. I always talk about war, but my war is a different kind of war. I am not going to attack those people that the plutocracy is telling me to attack. I'm going against the plutocracy. I'm going for them. I am going for the oligarchy. I'm going for the big businesses that need you to hate me. That is what it's all about. And it doesn't happen overnight. One step at a time, brothers, one step at a time it is it is uh it is funny uh it is funny uh but um uh, Daniel Lado just said he is, he's is not he's an uh, what what did he say uh, uh I am not something but I, what I am is a nationalist. You can only be a nationalist if you really legitimately own something, okay the real nationalists here should be the native people. You're saying, I, Daniel Lado, I am a nationalist. I am an American. This is my land. Oh, you're sitting on stolen stuff. When you, uh, you like to talk about the petty thieves that, that steal at the 7 Eleven or whatever. Well, all this land that you want to be a nationalist about and kick you out if you can't speak English. Can you speak Shawnee? Can you speak Sioux? Can you speak Cherokee? Can you speak any one of these native languages? They need to kick your butt out then because you can't speak the language that, uh, on this particular land. Please. I mean, the, 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 the stuff that is so frustrating many times to many is that those people that think they're nationalists, they're nothing more than thieves and beggars. Think about it. I really want you to think about it. If we really define... If we really want to define, look, uh, I remember when I came to the States and I told these folks, you know, people say, oh, you import, you this. I'm like, no, I came to make America a better place. This is a place where people from all over the world come and make. You know why? Because the only people, the only person that could say, "Berto, leave this place, or to any one of you, you should allow to say, leave this place, is somebody that was here, the natives that's been here for thousands of years. The only ones that have the right to tell you anything. So if you are uh, like people like to call illegal alien, by the way, Maywood, somebody is going to buy you one of the Politics Done Right Cups, the PDR Posse Cup designed by Bridge MCP. So it seems like uh, what you need to do, Miss Maywood is drop me a line with your address so I can provide that to the one person, somebody that you love, right here in our team. They're going to get you a PDR Posse mug. I'm not at will to tell you exactly who that person is. But anyhow, folks, I'm going to do a quick begging, and after I do that... I'm going to go ahead and uh, continue with your questions, et etc., et cetera, et cetera. Folks, please, 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 if you are on YouTube right now, click that Join button. Please become a part of the PDR Pass. Remember, we do all of this knowing that we are going to do it under your, your <clears throat> that you're going to support us. So please go ahead and click that Join button under YouTube. If you are on Facebook or some other network, please go ahead and uh, let me see if I can find it right here. Please go ahead and go to politicsdunright.com slash YouTube. Politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. And let me put that in that link in there. Where is my politics right Okay. Support us by going to politicsunright.com slash YouTube. You Maywood send it to info at politicsandright.com. Info at politicsandright.com. Send it to – anyway, uh, please join us. Please become a new member at politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can become one of our patrons. You can become a patron at politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can support us at PayPal. Any way you decide to support us to continue sending the message out, to continue putting the the, the space out. You know, it's amazing. I was on a program – and one of the things that they were saying on the program is they said, you know what? Our problem is we don't have enough people out there putting our message out. So if you go ahead and do searches on the internet, on Google, or if you do a search on... Many times the right wing has so much money and so much people writing crap out there. The search engines will prioritize their stuff. Okay? Well, guess what? We are going to... We I write... Five, three to five blogs every day, three to five videos every day to do my part in populating the progressive space so that that search engine reaches our material as well. In fact, given that our material is the truth, we want our material to supersede that of the lies of the right. Help us do that. I need help. I'm working 16 hours a day. Please go ahead and become a member. Click that join button or join us at politicsandright.com slash patreon or politicsandright.com slash youtube alternatively supporting us by c- getting our books politicsandright.com slash books politicsandright.com let me put that in there as well politicsandright.com slash books politicsandright.com slash books or you can shop at our store politicsandright.com i just depleted my last set of books actually i i have about uh i guess about 15 of the um the How to Make America Utopia in stock. I just had to make a place another order. Uh, come in here, but you can get it directly on Amazon by going to slash books. I still have some in stock, but um, my stock's going down. So order it now, go to the store or whatever, get the books. Anyway, let's get busy and start talking about. Oh, I didn't show you guys all those people that are using the cups. How bad of me. I'll, I'll talk, I'll put it on while I talk about the new subject. Okay, so anyhow. Nation- Anybody who tells you they're nationalists, they need to learn history. Because telling somebody you are a nationalist in the United States of America is tantamount to not understanding history. It's tantamount to not having a conscience. It's tantamount to being simply, uh, simply but crazy, okay? Let's remember that. Oh, my baby just sent me a text. Hey, babe. Anyhow, um, listen. Daniel Ledo just responded. Egberto has revealed that he is a globalist. Not surprising, most Marxists are. He does not believe in the sovereignty of the nation state. Someone like that just might divide his life to destroy the nation from the inside in order to usher in the glorious Global utopia. No, I don't want the global utopia. What I want is how to make America utopia. Again, remember, there's a difference. How to make America utopia. You know, when you're in an airplane, they tell you, you put your mask on first. After you put your mask on, you can then save your, your kid, your wife, your daughter, everybody else. But you put your mask on first. I want to make America a utopia first. Yes, I want a utopia, Mister, and I'm proud to say that. And I'm saying, I repeat, anybody who calls themselves an American nationalist needs to learn history, needs to learn empathy, and needs to get a heart. Maywood, do you want? Do you know you're laughing at what he's saying is obviously true? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, a, he, he, it's, it's funny. It's funny, May. It's funny. Okay, Michael Runnan. Our civilization isn't ready for a one world government and probably won't be for hundreds of years. And that's why we put our mask on first. And then later on, we do that. Uh, let's see. Hila Cummins, welcome aboard. I wish I had your book when my parents were alive. It was all rush and with them. And that's why I have another. I, this is a book that your parents should have. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors—that's the one for it. So actually, you should get them all, my friend. Yeah, just saying, just saying. You'll help us help us do what we need to get done. Okay, uh, let's see. Eric Hayes, here's a local top. I'm not talking local today, Eric, but you know, you and I are going to have to go for some coffee sometime, Eric. Uh, let's see what else. Reparations should include learning and using the language of the persons who were wrong. E two two four seven genius. Thank you. You're absolutely right. Bridge. Uh, yeah, Maywood, with Shavin sentenced to over 22 years. He should be out for 40 years. All right, let's see. I'm keep. I'm going up. I'm going up. I'm going up. Let's see who else. I tell you what. I gotta go way up and then start coming back down again because I I don't want to miss people that I uh that I that I've have out, out in there. NC is turning. North Carolina is turning. North Carolina had turned blue. Then we had a lot of voter suppression, which hurt it. It's coming back. It's okay. Uh, this is an attack on democracy, period. Courtney is correct about that. Uh, let's see. Nanette Bird-Smith, local with the proper regulations and oversight. The duck that quacks. Rudy will always be the USA's second worst liar. Only 45 can beat him. You are absolutely right. Michael Rodnan. Oh, Michael wants me to put something on the screen. Let's see what it is. Uh, okay, Michael. Here it is. Uh, put it in on the screen, on the screen. I hope this is the one that you're talking about, Mr. Rodnan. Para uh, ver, para ver, para ver si esto es. is that it? No, I have the wrong screen. It's this one right here. There we go. All right, Michael Rodney wanted to say adults without valid IDs, and this is why they're so intent on IDs. Blacks, 25%. Asians, 20%. Latinos, 19%. 18 to 24 olds, 18%. Seniors, 18%. Earning less than 35000 15%. Oh, there's a magical thing with that list. Those people are likely at 7 to 3 voter advantage for Democrats. Amazing, isn't it? and that's what they're looking at, the differential. Uh, and, you know, our Attorney General said it quite, quite well. He said if it weren't for the suppression that he instituted by stopping uh, Lina Hidalgo from sending out all those ballots, given that Trump lost one by 600,000 votes, and Harris County, uh, Bear County, and uh, likely uh, Dallas County, and, and definitely Travis, that would have brought in The win for El Senor Biden in Texas. So therefore, it was cut by whom? Voter suppression. All right. Continuing. Carl Foster, Kamala to visit the border. Uh, Let me talk talk about Kamala real quick. You guys want to talk about her? If I were Kamala, I I think they made a mistake by going to the border because they made it look like because Trump is going to the border, she's going to the border. And by the way, that may be the case. She probably wanted to go to the border because they were scared that when Trump goes to the border, they said not even the president or the vice president came to the border. I would have, We have to, Democrats and progressives have to learn to lean in. Don't let these people lead. You lead with from a position of strength. We are solving problems. We are not doing photo ops. Donald Trump does photo ops. We solve problems. I went to Guatemala, I went to Honduras, I went to Mexico. And why did I go to those places? I went to those places for one specific reason, to stop the problem where it began. To stop the problem where it began. I just got a message. My whole family is watching the Politics Done Right show today and makes me very, very, very happy. Okay, um, let's see. Continuing, continuing, continuing. Let's see. Uh, Para ver quién más está aquí. Daniel Ledo. What a fool. So sad. Daniel Ledo thinks the general is a fool. Somebody that has, you know, it's it's amazing. There was a time when they believed in the thin blue line and they believed in the blue blue magic. You know, officers could do no wrong until the insurrection where they beat the crap out of officers. They killed a few. They got some maimed. They they dug the eyes out of a few officers. But they loved the police. I mean, you know. But when it, it if. If a, if a person of color don't stay still enough and get their, a bullet in their head, these are the same people that say, he should have just stopped. He should have just stopped. Well, shouldn't they have just stopped when the officer stopped them? No. They decided to gorge his eyes. The hypocrisy. America, don't believe the right-wing crap uh, and their false level of values and nationalism. All of that is crap. It's not about nationalism. You can't be nationalists over something that is stolen. You have to be empathetic. You have to atone. And yes, we built a big, a nice country. Everybody else have. The people who are living on top, they built not a damn thing. Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, they're all working off of your worth. All of you, whoever you are that's listening to me right now. By the way, I say that in my book. I explain explain that in my book because we don't learn that in school. The Paul Manifesto say we can't teach people that they are the ones who make America. We could never teach Americans that they are the ones in power, that they are the ones that really create the wealth in this country. The wealthy didn't create wealth. They can't do it. Remember that. Their friend of mine, um, she was talking behind my back with another friend. And it, this is for a charitable organization, and when they said, "Hey, we, wh- why don't you, why don't Egberta join this group as well?" She looked at the, and this group is a group that purports to do good things for America. They want to unite the country. They want to bring people together, but it's just some rich folk who who have so much money and and time, and they want to feel magnanimous and do something good. So they throw their money out and they wanted, you know, this other girl was saying, hey, what? Egberto should be a part of this team. Look at the kind of work he does. And she looked at him and said, you know, I don't think Egberto would be a good fit. Egberto don't like wealthy people. And she, And I laughed. She missed the point. It's not that I don't like wealthy people. I love everybody but wealthy people who don't understand that their wealth was generated by all of you that are listening to me right now that don't have $10 million in the bank? You are the ones who created everything from the lawyer with a couple million in the bank, the doctor with a three or four million in the bank, to the the engineer with a few thousand dollars in the bank or whatever. You are the ones that created. You are the ones that solve problems to the teacher that's trying to make it. You are the ones who made America. And then we have folks like Daniel Ledeau who allows things like nationalism and and all these things that the plutocracy who wants to fool him into believing that he's protecting his values. When what he's doing, he's just being a stooge for the folks up top. They don't get it. All those people that you saw marching in the capital, you know why I don't hate them? The reason I say we should not hate them, they need help. It's a mental problem. It really is. They believe they are fighting for something they are not fighting for. They are being used and we all know it. Oh, wow. Let me let me start going down. I will check out Air, uh, Aerial America. Check it out. I love it. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, Roberto Luis. Absolutely, Egberto. There's a big word in the military. It's called change of command. You will always follow your commander in uh, intent of his vision, etc. Another one that is done in the military is MDMP, Military Decision Making Process. Muchas gracias, hermanos. You know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, there's another phrase that they use in the military. I can't remember it right now. Okay, let's see. Going down the list, going... Oh, man, you guys are filling me up, guys. You guys are filling me up, and I only have five minutes. This would have had to be... It's a good thing I didn't play the interview after all. Okay, Yvette Avery-Herod. It's so funny how they act in regards to this stolen land. Yvette... My, by the way, Yvette, you didn't contact me about that interview. I don't think I got anything from you. We need to do an interview with some videos that you did, uh, during your last, uh, your last stuff out there. Where is it? Georgia, I believe, where you did that thing with the union. I want to keep your profile up there, my friend, because we have to stay and make sure, encourage people to keep, keep, keeping on. All right, let's see. Reparations should include, I said that already. Uh, weren't Germans nationalists? Yeah, they were. Yes, they were And it was that evil type nationalist That we're talking about Carolyn Johnson on Wushkawa No, on Wushkwa I think that's how you say it Thank you for saying exactly Highlight comments, welcome aboard I wish I had your book Get the book You still can get the book Mary Wood, don't know uh, what, uh, I think I read that one already. Egberto, you're on this Friday afternoon. Oh, you think I'm fired today, Deborah John? I thought I was always on fire, Deborah. Come on, you just hurt my feet. No, I'm kidding. Love you, man. All right, let's see. Eric Hayes, why does America have to pay for everything via NATO and come to the rescue for the world? You see, there is the misunderstanding of the world again. That's why I tell you the right makes people not quite know stuff. We created NATO. Right, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Why did we do it? To keep control of the world. The Western, the Western powers want to be in control of the world. But guess what else? We rebuilt all these areas to make sure we kept that power. And why do we pay for it? We are paying to maintain power. When Donald, that's the one thing Donald Trump was kind of right about, right? In a, in the wrong way, but he was right. It was, in effect, it was like all these other countries invest in their people. They take all their money and give them health care. They give them all these great things, right? They give them care for their kids, all of that. And you know what we do? We stick that money into buying bombs, and every time there's something around the world, we bomb it. Now, you know, we want the power. We want people scared of us, and we're paying for that. You think France going to do that? France going to say, I'm going to build just the size military that I need, all right? And then I'm going to make sure my people are taken care of. England says the same thing. And then they, they all kowtow to America and then they laugh behind our backs. Trump is right about that. Unfortunately, when Trump came, he was a bigger laughing stock because he didn't understand world politics. He didn't understand how it worked. But anyhow, the reason we pay for it is we are paying to remain 330 million people to be in charge of 7 billion. That's why we're that's why we spend all the money. Okay. Uh, Eric, I agree the U.S. should not be the police of the world. We, we want to be the police of the world. That's why we create havoc in Central America and Latin America. When, when Hugo Chavez was going to try to create the Bolivian Revolution, the idea is Hugo Chavez was sitting down on a mountain of oil, enough for, and to, to revolutionize. I mean, Argentina, Chile, Brazil, they were all borrowing money from Chavez because Chavez had the oil. But we saw a problem. If a democratic socialist, and by the way, Chavez wasn't all bad from the beginning. If a democratic socialist was able to say, these resources belong to the people. In other words, all the oil in America go to a few. Just to a few. He was saying, all that oil and gold that is right there in Venezuela belongs to us all. Not the Venezuelan plutocracy on the Carlos Andres Perez and all the others that threw all that money away. And gave it to a few. And poverty almost went for a long time away in Venezuela. But America couldn't have that. America could not have a successful government who used the natural resources to the natural owners, the people of the land. They could not have that. They could not have that. So they made sure and destroyed it. They, they, they embargoed it. They made sure that there was inflation and they had... They had the plutocracy in Venezuela destroy the country. And then it's like, oh, look at what socialism does. Again, you have to learn real politics, not what was fed to you. You know, we feed a lot of crap to people. Okay, Courtney. Hello, Willie's family. Thank you for sharing your gift. Egberta, with us. Oh, that's so sweet, Courtney. I love you, girl. I love you, girl. Eric Hayes. Can say Biden administration is Carter 2.0? Listen, all of you guys who want to give Carter a hard time, Carter was a damn, damn good guy. What the problem is that he was too damn good to be president. He was, he was, he wanted things his way. He didn't understand real politics. Unfortunately. All right, let's see who else. Uh, let's say Amen, Egberto. Martha Benton. Welcome aboard, Carl Foster, Paul Fleming, uh, Paula Johnson. How you doing, Paula? Welcome aboard. I'm gonna go two minutes over because you know I have to salute everybody that's here. Carl Foster, you can't blame the Americans. It was the British. Uh let's see. Let's see what it say Nanette Birdsmith to Egberto's family. Thanks for sharing, Egberto. Oh wow, you guys are so y'all gonna look. If I weren't black, I would be blushing. Hey, uh hey Bridge MCP, I'm gonna to have to take some of your color, girlfriend, and see if I can show my blushing. <laughs> Okay, let me see Roberto Davenport Welcome aboard A bridge MCP Blessed, let's see Eric Hayes, Paula Johnson Make it plain Egberto, Daniel needs help Yeah, but I love Daniel I love Daniel doesn't believe it Daniel, even when he, he, he cusses me out On the thing He said, don't call me brother I'm like, I'm going to call you Whatever I want to call you When you're in my space I call you whatever they want I could call you other things But it's best to call you brother uh, Let's see Egberto, Nato Cost, Mind putting this on the screen Okay, I'll put it on the screen Guy, you're running into my time, but here you go. It's on the screen now, man. Uh, Let's see. There you go. All right. NATO running costs. U.S., thank you very much for putting it. I didn't even know that, um, uh, Ruddin. Thank you for putting that out. You you see what I tell you? I have the smartest people on my show. I didn't even know that. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I'm coming down to see what. Billy Bear beats anyone Trompolini ever did. Love you guys. I got to get out of here. But before I get out of here, you know I'm coming to you for one more ask. Please, if you're on YouTube, click that join button. Become a part of the PDR Posse run by Bridge MCP. Also consider getting one of the cups. Here is a link to the cup. It's designed by Bridge MCP as well. And here are people who've already bought the cups. And by the way, folks, uh, you can support us by going to politicsonright.com slash YouTube. If you can't click on that Join button. Go to politicsandright.com/slash/youtube. Alternatively, please por favor, por favor, visit politicsandright.com/slash/patreon. Politicsandright.com/slash/patreon. That is how we independent media folks get paid and get things done. Politicsandright.com/slash/patreon. Likewise, go to politicsandright.com/slash/paypal. Politicsandright.com/slash/paypal. If you want to provide support as well, and don't forget politicsandright.com/slash/store. Get our hoodies. Get our shirts, don't you like these? It's pretty cool, man. Uh store. Get all our books. We have a lot of books. By the way, I'm done with the all these books here have audiobooks attached to them. So if you go to that link that I'm giving you right now, there are audiobooks attached to it. One of them was that, nicely done for us by El Senor. Uh, <laughs> look at me. I am I'm losing it, man. But actually, uh, Norman, Norman uh, did the book one of the books, and I just completed the, the, the other book. So all the, what is it called? The audiobooks are, are done. Norman Reynolds is the one who did the It's Worth It. And you know Norman has that kind of a Caribbean, British accent that drives some of you women crazy. Well, you can listen to him all day for that book. And for those of you who don't hate my voice too much, I narrated this particular one, How to Make America Utopia. Anyhow, folks, it's great having you here. You know I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this show. I am what? Out